Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 63 of the Rich Cheese Radio podcast, your place for horological hot takes, taboo topics, and often unpopular watch opinions. My name is Schmidt, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts. You guys know him. You love him. Mr. Bro Dinky. What's going on, bro? Schmitty, what's up, bud? Uh, here to record another episode. I don't know if you can tell. I got a little little something going on, a little under the weather, but no worse to wear. I got a little, little, little tickle in the throat. Nothing crazy, <laughs> though. <laughs> uh, pretty good week. Wrapped up work this week, which is always a great time of year for me because I, I could be a little more here for all of the folks out there. Yeah. Provide a little more content, kind of focus on the social aspect of stuff and, uh, you know, focus on just doing more more cool things as, a, as opposed to just posting sort of the daily meme or whatever. You know, I, I can focus on the podcast a little more, maybe even venture into some some video stuff, perhaps. Perhaps Uh-oh. have it have it decided. Yeah, but you know, this is the time I can actually sit down and focus and sort yeah, of and decide. Forecast, and forecast, yeah, decide know? if I want to do stuff, decide if I want to expand out a little bit in certain ways. Like, you know, two, three years ago, who the hell would have known? I was like, Yeah, to hell with it. Let's do a podcast. So yep. how hard could that be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only our, uh, our our wise selves knew back then how much work it would be. You know, it's not yeah, it's not even that it's that difficult. It's just it's work and it's yeah. It's just extra. It's just something else that you have to prepare for and think about and schedule. And that not that it's not fun, not that I don't enjoy doing it every week. It's just something else. <laughs> yeah. One one more thing to add to the docket. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean pretty pretty good week overall. Uh disappointing fantasy season wrap up um obvious well obviously <laughs> I, did, the, I didn't want to bring it up i know you were kind of telling me about last week yeah I obviously want to bring it up. with the with, i mean unprecedented result of the buffalo and Bengals game i mean that was just ridiculous and you're not gonna expect them to finish that game but i would hope like the fantasy league people would have figured something out of a solution at rather than your guy gets no points like, yeah, give me this week's points. Give me something. You can't give me nothing for my superstar wide receiver. And I, I end up coming up short by a little bit. And all I needed was like, if I would have got what he got this week, I win. So I'm trying to organize yeah. sort of like a compromise split key of the prize money. Not that I need the prize money, but just it feels bad. It feels bad to be kind of gypped out of the opportunity to win. Like if I fell short, no biggie. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, but you, didn't, kinda... you didn't have you didn't even have an option to compete. Right, that's my thing, and he was, yeah. he's my he's my best player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, yeah, that's, so uh, that's tough. So man. that that's was tough. yeah, that was a, a tough pill to swallow for the week. But aside from that, I did I did catch a pretty cool little mention in Time and Tide this week. I don't know if they're they're running a watch meme of the week sort of thing, or if that was just there. That was just yeah, the way presenting I, I did, it. I haven't seen that be a consistent Either drop for them, but. It was interesting that you got mentioned and I was like, is this a thing? Apparently it's a thing. Maybe it's a thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't but know if that was cool just how, how they were putting it out there. Like, oh, watch me with the week that like people are talking about maybe. But yeah, e- maybe that's what it is. Either way, neat. And uh, yeah, I'm grateful for the shout out. Pretty cool overall. But it was the the Salt Bay checking out the World Cup meme. <laughs> talking about it when no you go to the meetup. Touching the World well, you ever see you ever see people? There's always one guy at the meetup. Like people are talking and they're kind of discussing their own stuff and kind of bobs in between and sticks his yeah. hand in and picks something up and you're like whoa whoa, yep. whoa guy like hey 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 How i don't you know you doing? like that you know <laughs> at least buy me dinner first yeah but it's it's a hobby of respect and boundaries and so yeah. a little reminder everybody out there show a little respect a little restraint you know yeah 
can I check this out? Yes, thank you. I don't think I've ever seen anybody say no. Yeah, mostly. I mean, asking like you, goes you, a long look, way. Here's the thing: if you're gonna go to, and this is a complete sidebar from today's topic, but yes, if you're if you're gonna go to a meetup, PSA, like if you don't want your watches to be groped and fondled, don't bring those watches. Yes, like it, it, it's that simple. Like if you have a perpetual Torreon that you don't want anybody to touch, that you're gonna just gonna be showing everybody like a museum, that don't bring it. Show it on Instagram on your photos, like whatever, you know, because people are gonna want to oogle over the thing. So if you don't want people to oogle over it and touch it and breathe on it and get their germs on it, then hey, just maybe leave it at home. Yes, but asking what you does, want to show. asking does go a long way. Absolutely, absolutely. It's Even, just common courtesy. It's manners. Yes, I remember. I think I want to say it was the first wine if I ever went to. I stopped at a booth, and I think I I had the, the Black Bay GMT on, and it had just come out at that point. Yeah, and I took it off to to pick some. You know, I, I was at a booth. I was picking something up to try something on, and one of the people working at the booth like grabbed it to like take a picture of it, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like not that it's a big deal, but that thing is fresh on the market. Like, don't <laughs> you don't just be swiping that up on me like that. Just, yeah. Hey, can I, you know, may I you just point at it? No, give you the nod. No big deal. But yeah. 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 Again, this common courtesy, yes. man. It's just like, Hey, like you want to show off the new thing. That's cool. I get it. But at least say, Hey, do you mind if I hold your watch? So at least, you know, that we've, we've established some ground rules. You're right. Like you're not running off. <laughs> yeah, cause then, you know, the other thing too, is people don't, you know, I've always, it's always, I've always seen it kind of weird, but people don't always treat the, treat their watches the same true you know like th there was a there was a guy and again complete sidebar but there was a guy i met one time that would never rest his watch on its side because he was so concerned that the weight of the watch sitting on its side would somehow deform his gold case over time interesting and i'm just thinking to myself I'm like that i i guess it's not impossible that that's the case but yeah. i mean a little tin hatty it's it's a little yeah, it's a little, it's a little tin hatty for me. I'm like, it, it just so he would always just lay it on its on its back, you know, and and like even then it poses problems because like the bracelet scratches on the case back and all kinds of other stuff. But he was more concerned that you know that that could be polished rather than the case being having having to be reshapen because the weight of the gold would certainly start caving in his case. I was like, I I don't think that's a thing, but you know what? Maybe maybe somebody will correct me in the comments. But uh, yeah, I was like, dude, you, you, this is not, this is not for you. <laughs> this is not for you. Uh, yeah. Before we get moving, um, somebody did pose a question. I can't remember if it was on my account or on the wrist cheese account. Um, they wanted me to ask you when those colorful Aquaterras are coming out. He says he's got a hankering for the terracotta and yeah. he's sure they're going to be flying off the shelf when they come in, but he wants to kind of get the jump on it. Any, any word on your end? I mean, I know you're a, you're a big Omega dude. You know, honestly, man, I really wish I could say definitively um, from all the people that I know in the industry last year at the end of 2021, the original release date was kind of expected in October sometime. Yeah. I remember that. And then I had heard it got delayed and it was looking kind of like Q4-ish time. So, you know, kind of October, we missed the deadline a little bit. They're going to push it out a few months and then, you know, end of the year comes and nothing happens. So uh, then I heard kind of the adjusted timeline was maybe Q1 of this year. But, you know, Q1 is several months long. So <laughs> is it now? Is it two months from now? Like, do, we don't know. I don't know. So 
uh, I, you know, as much as I would love to say definitively, this is when they're coming. Like, I legitimately don't know. And I don't think really anybody does. So every retailer that I've talked to that I'm still friends with that has accounts with Omega, basically the reps have given them no information at all. Um, so I know it's not uh, awesome, but we'll just, I guess, have to sit tight and wait and see because they'll come out at some point. There's so many people that want that watch and, and that collection series. So they're going to have to deliver. But uh, just going to be a matter about is it going to come out in time? Are people still going to be interested in it? I will say, having seen the terracotta and renderings, um, it's pretty sweet from what I can see. And it looks like it's a very true red. Um, but I don't know. We won't really know until we see it in person. Yeah, I can't lie. When he asked me, I realized it, it kind of slipped my mind. It was exactly what we were talking about, how the year was kind of overshadowed by a few different drops that were <laughs> that were big. Yep. And even though I remember Omega kind of dropped just ahead of the big watch fairs sort of independently. And I remember saying, wow, they dropped all this stuff and there's such a variety. And I remember really liking those. I remember the green was a big, a big hit for me. Yeah. Um, I completely forgot about them. Just sort of like we were talking about sort of moon swatch syndrome where it was just sort of out of sight, out of mind. And he brought it up and I was like, oh yeah, those were really cool. And I do want to see one and I haven't seen one in storefronts at all. So yeah. And yeah, the size is, the size is amazing. Well, that's what he said. He said, the size is the best part. I want to see what that looks like in, in the, that uh, case. And I was like, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, <laughs> I, I can say, I can say this with absolute certainty in, in my opinion. And again, this is just my opinion. It's just one guy on the internet who happens to do a podcast with a very famous watch memer. Um, this is my opinion. If you like them in photos, you're going to love them in real life. Everyone that I know that has had hands-on with them, whether an Omega has shown them a prototype or a rep has, has done a, a video call with them, whatever it is, the guys that I know in the industry that are still there today that have seen at least a live depiction of it in some form, not a photo, not a press photo, but like a live depiction in some form or seen a physical product in prototype form, everyone says it is absolutely amazing. The bracelet is better. The finishing in the case is better. The dials are very dynamic. They love them. So if you love it in the renderings and you're wondering if you're going to like it in real life, I, I guarantee you, you probably will. All right. So there you have it. Uh, we can now move on now that I got that <laughs> off my chest because I've been waiting all week. I'm like, all right, well, I got I to gotta ask this. I'll ask it on air and get into it. But uh, we can move on. So speaking of releases and how Omega kind of dropped that last year, this year we've already got a slew of new releases. So many. Yeah. Way, and, way more than I ever thought we were going to get. And we were talking about this last week. Like, yeah, we are getting a couple months in. We'll be in watch season. No. Boom. Here we are. Yeah. Full like, send here, which, which is great, which is great. It gives us some stuff to talk about. But, you know, for people who listen to the show regularly, we do sort of a new re releases or what's fresh thing. We were even talking about this. We're going to have to make this almost an entire episode at this point because... <laughs> There's a lot, and it's it's different stuff. It's not a lot yeah. of the same stuff, not a lot of the same players or names. It's it's small brands, it's big brands, it's all over the it's place, everywhere. collaborations. So if you're into sort of what's fresh on the landscape, this is going to be a good episode for you. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll start sort of high and mighty here. Um, Blanc Pond 
I know we have a couple buddies that are big Blanc Pond guys. Blanc Pond yep, yep. put out a 70th anniversary, 50 Fathoms. They're calling it the Act One, which is very suspicious to me, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. we'll get into in a moment. But this is sort of in the more modern aesthetic of the Blanc, of the 50 Fathoms Blanc Pond. Yeah. Right. You have sort of the greenish loom on it, the more modern iteration, more shiny, more polished, as opposed to the older one, which I know you're a big fan of the old, the original Blanc Pond case and Blanc Pond layout, yeah, which was sort yeah. of well, was definitely more matte. Right. It was more of a matte watch. It yeah, it was a military spec watch. It yes. was a mil spec watch. Right. So it was designed to be that way. Yeah, and obviously this has a, a big cult following because a lot of people will say that this was the original dive watch. Which, you know, since this watch was released, I don't know if you saw our boy Periscope do some teaser stories about how the Blanc Pond history is made up, too. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Did he? So, did he's yeah, got he the beat did. on he everything, did. man. He did. So I, apparently he's got the receipts. I haven't seen him post about it recently, but um, he kind of teased about it on his on his uh, on his stories recently. So I was like, oof. He's like there the informant go. of the watch world. Like he's got the dirt on everyone. And he's just like waiting. He's got his yeah. hands cupped and he's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but this one, it's, it's a much more modern uh, representation of the Blanc Pond. You know, it's got that, uh, what's that? The four thirty date. It's got the red tip on the second hand. Yep. This isn't your, your old school Blanc Pond, but I think, I think being that this is the act one, we may get something a little more vintage and quirky. For maybe an act two, if that's in the plans, or if this is just a, a fancy name that they came up with to to represent this limited edition, which is rather limited. This yeah. is, I think, I believe, two hundred eighty pieces or something like that. Well, look, I mean, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. I hope you're right. You know, I've been, Good I've time. been a, I've, I've been a fan of of uh, of Blanc Pond for a long time, but for me, like so many brands today, that have really withstood the test of time. It's a brand that that doesn't know where to put its eggs in which basket. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Is it a brand that's going to focus solely on on high urology, hot urology pieces? Because they're more than capable of it, right? They have incredible enamel craftsmen. They have incredible movement craftsmen. They have people that can hand guilloché. All of these incredible artisanal techniques. And they got Blanc the name. Pond can do it. You know, and what's interesting is I even know that Blanc Pond has worked on some projects with Omega to do some of their hierology pieces. Like I believe that the Chrono Chime, if I'm not mistaken, to some degree, maybe the dial work or something was done in conjunction with Blanc Pond. I could see that because they have the technical expertise to do it. Right. So for me, you got to pick which avenue you are. Blanc Pond is 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 certainly a brand that's capable of that, but they're also a brand that makes an incredible product like a traditional 50 Fathoms or a Bathyscaph or whatever you want to call it. It's an amazing watch, but they're they're completely two separate designs of one another. And the concept for this collection is like, well, which 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 lane do you do you drive in? Right. And then which you, road do you, do take? you harp on the mill spec and the no rad and all that stuff? Or do you go like sort of the AP route and just become this high horology let's bank on one or two models and make it a thing. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in essence, that mindset is what saved the company when Jean-Claude Bivet took over it and kind of resurrected Blanc Pond many, many years ago, he focused on the high horology stuff, 
right? Because that is what made that company famous. Right. Yes, there was type 20s, type 21s. Yes, there was, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, 50 Fathoms. All of that stuff was 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 there, but it wasn't really at the core of what made Blanc Pond Blanc Pond. And I don't know, man. It's uh it's interesting. And I think it's just one of those brands that like the market itself just doesn't know which way to go. I agree with it. And I think that that's certainly a disservice. And for me, I love the idea of this new 70th anniversary, but it's so much of a miss for me because it celebrates a lot, but it's, it's, it's that like quirky, like limited edition, like two thousands era, right? Where we're going to put limited edition on the dial. We're going to put the anniversary on it, you know, like, on this the rotor. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, come on. Like it no it even says it on the dial. Yeah, I'm just saying it's it's you know big saying? on the rotor. Come on. Like rotor's fine because you're not gonna see it all yeah, the time. Less tacky. It's less tacky, right? But slapping it right on the front of the dial, it's so omega like 10 years ago, and it was so cringe for me to admit that as an omega fan, you know, it's like it was like the 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 omega with 007 on the second hand, and like it was just you knew it was too on the nose, too in your face. Two in your face. And I love the design of the 50 Fathoms. It's one of the most you know, well-respected looking dime watches ever. But this new iteration of it, it, I just don't like the style. Because the case, to me, the lugs are very blocky. Yes, It doesn't have the simplicity in terms of the finishing and in terms of the, the construction of the case, the way that the original vintage ones did. You know, you're looking at, at, at all the text. You have... JB 1735, and you have Blanc Pond, and you have 50 Fathoms, and you have the water resistancy, and it's just like boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, all these different layers of text. And then in conjunction to that, you have so many different font styles that it's just for me, having some slight OCD, it's very confusing. Yeah, it's a lot for the eye to take in. It, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. And that's why I started to prefer the Bathyscaphe over the last several years because. It's a much more streamlined version yep. of, of you know, the Blanc. But now, again, it's not historically accurate. It's kind of a, a riff on their style. But that, to me, at least visually is more congruent than, you know, and something I would actually want to buy. I get that. This model also does not have a price officially yet. It is yeah. estimated over fifteen grand. I think that's a reasonable that estimation. Sense. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so big old uh, forty-two millimeter case by fourteen. Here's the kicker for the haters: twenty-one point five millimeter lugs. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you, saved, you saved the nuggets for last. The huh? piece said... de resistance. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, uh, so no throwing, no throwing any Artem sailcloth straps on this one, guys. No, sir, not even if a you're, if you're, if sailcloth. You're, <laughs> if your sailcloth fails and you're looking for a replacement, that's Blanc Pond level. Yeah, that Artem's not going to work out this time, guys. Yeah, but I will say the case. I don't know if you looked at the back. The finishing on the back is quite nice, rather top notch. Yeah, it's beautiful, and I think the rotor on this one's platinum. Which uh, which is really really nice. You have the inscription, of course. Look, it's a blunt pond. Yeah, you're gonna get the bells you know, and whistles. You're gonna get the bells and whistles. It's gonna be a nice looking timepiece. It's gonna look really really nice. Um, and it's and it's gonna be you know a well respected movement, very very you know stable. It looks great, all the good stuff. But there's just for me, 
a little bit left to be desired. I want to love this watch. I really, really do, but I don't. You mean fifteen grand for a nylon strap doesn't float your boat? I mean, I get <laughs> it though. I, I I get it. It's a block pond. It's yeah, gonna have I to don't. have a higher price point. I get it. I mean, the same could be said for you know a you know titanium Omega No Time to Die at eight thousand two hundred right. on yeah. NATO strap. You know NATO what I mean? Strap. It's relative. So, I get it. I understand it, but this watch misses the mark a little bit for me, unfortunately. Okay, so from a well-known onto a brand that I'm not too familiar with, we sort of did a little research on this prior to this episode. This is the Air Rain Sumarine. It is technically a re-edition. This, so this is a brand sort of like a lot of these brands that we've seen as of late that have sort of come back around, maybe didn't survive the quartz crisis, maybe just sort of fell out of favor from a time when they had a heritage, a time when they were well-known, they get resurrected by some entity, some person or group or whoever, and then they start Mm -hmm. cranking out watches again. They're making somewhat of a pretty popular design nowadays, right? This sort of skin diver look in this H case Mm -hmm. we were talking about when we had, we had, uh, Everett on for the Foster Watch yep. Co. Yep. episode, yep. kind of same idea. Um, however, this one sort of looks like the more typical diver of that era, sort of like the Geo diver. I, I don't know the name the name of the reference off the top of my head, but that Glasshuta original. Yeah. Oh, the the CQ. Yeah, CQ. That's the one. The one yeah. that's I fa- I I really like that, but the tag on it is just a little bit absurd for me. I mean, it's a geo again, so it's it's kind of that same thing with with, with Blanc Pond, right? It's kind of that same type yeah. of thing. It's like where it's, do you find yourself price segment wise? Yeah, it, but it, you know, I understand for Blanc Pond because you're gonna you can put that up against a Submariner at RRP and say, okay, this is a fifty fathoms. Yeah. It you know it goes toe to toe with the uh, Submariner. But I mean, uh, you know, a. Uh, 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 a CQ. I mean, the finishing on those watches is impressive. Now it looks more like a tool diver watch, but I mean, if the insides, the the big date on some of the models, I mean, it's a very very impressive timepiece. Oh no, I'm not questioning the the piece itself. I'm just talking from a, a provenance standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the it, Blanc Pond makes the Blanc sense up more rec- recognizable yeah. for sure than the right. Geo. That's yeah. what I'm I'm yeah. getting at. Yeah. Not not taking away from the the watch at all. I actually quite like the CQ, and I like that they offer the different date orientations and things. It's it's, it's a really nice watch. But this sort of has that similar layout with the big numbers and the the alternating stick indices and things like that. Um, you get sort of a little, I, I can't tell if it's cream loom or Fotino, but either way, it's it's not too offensive. It's it's beige. You get a what appears to be a roulette date or a red date. Either way, I'm yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I'm for that. I like that a lot. Me too. Me now, too. what's neat about this watch is they, they come on Tropics, pretty appropriate. You get to vote. This, so this is still in production, I guess. You get to vote on the layout of this watch color-wise. And they have a bunch of different colors. They have, for if you're a blue person, they've got blue with blue loom. You, they've got green with beige. They've got sort of a more sterile, just navy with a, a white loom and a, a black and a and almost a tobacco look. Yeah, that one's really sharp. And then the kicker is they've got these crazy second hands so they've got sort of the the martini second hand we'd like to we've that we've coined on the show here but then they've got one that is sort of off the reservation here (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know really what to call this one, unfortunately. They they list it as the DNA strand secondhand because it almost resembles like a double helix, right? But it, it, there's no intertwining of it, so it's not really a double helix. I guess it would be a, a single helix, is that if that's even a thing? Um, but very, very the, the RNA strand, <laughs> the RNA strand. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I I was looking at that and I was like, oh man, I was like, we got to come. Somebody's got to come up with a better name for this thing. But I mean, it it really is actually a helix secondhand. I don't know. I looked at it. I said well, Morse R- code. Well, I RNA s- RNA is only one strand, single strand, right? right? Maybe I guess it could be a double helix. Well, you know what it is when it it looks like what the, I get what they're saying because when the double helix it 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 spins around itself yeah. basically and yeah, when it crosses it over little... you get those little points of where it gets yeah. thin and then it gets thick again and i, yeah, I get yeah. that's what's happening i looked at this immediately and thought morse code because it's got long and short alternating yeah. yeah yeah um my mind also being who i am goes straight to food and i think shish kebab <laughs> shish kebab <laughs> secondhand i mean i i threw a candlestick i paintbrush threw a paintbrush was good. you sent paintbrush it does look like a paintbrush so i mean it, it has a very unique design and i've seen this once before and I thought it was very interesting. And for those of you who we've talked about this brand before, and they're they're also since defunct, but uh, we've talked about Enicar back in the day. Some of their Sherpa divers from the '60s and '70s, again, the same type of era of of skin diver, had the same type of of uh, of secondhand. It was a way to do like a like a fat secondhand, but also loom it. So I guess it was legible, but. You could do the whole secondhand loom is kind of the idea, I guess. So it gave you plots in which to apply a luminescent compound. And uh, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a very interesting secondhand. It's very cool. And it's kind of see it's kind of nice to see it come back on a modern reinterpretation of a watch. A uh, pl- pleasure bead secondhand? I don't know. I don't know. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> We we now have the NSFW rating for, for podcasts. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if we can go with that one, dude. But I will say this: this watch is very cool. I like it. Uh, honestly, if you're in love with the CQ, but you don't have the money to oh shell out for a CQ, yeah. uh, this is this is literally the same type of design. It's got the broad arrow minute hand, or I'm sorry, the uh, yeah the minute hand. It has the same type of bezel. It's got the large Arabics that are loomed. You know, it's got a lot of those reference points that you see with some of these divers from this era. And it's literally a fraction of a fraction of the cost of one of the CQs. This is a retail value is going to be, it looks like 1600 US, um, which is great. My favorite colorway, so don't go out and buy it, is the ocean green which is kind of this like tealy turquoise color. I haven't seen it done like this on any watch before. And I think it's a very, very good looking, um, very good looking color. My second favorite would be kind of what you liked, bro, was that tobacco dial. Yeah, it's neat. It reminds me of the Longines that they put out somewhat recently. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, the green, sure. the green is giving me very big if, if, you're in a, if you're for the sports folks out there, the Jacksonville Jaguar vibe. Yeah, it's kind of, it's very kind strong. of that color, isn't it? Yeah, the Trevor it Lawrence, so very, very strong. <laughs> um, the, the one neat thing about this, I didn't know if you noticed this, it the crown system is a 
it's almost like a small crown inside a big crown, I guess, for functionality's sake. Is it like a canteen crown? I don't know even how to describe it. It's just there's a there's a smaller crown, I guess, underneath. And on, then they put a bigger crown, I guess, as a shell for operability. Improved. They've got all these fancy design spec photos on it. And I was like, huh. Improved Parmentier crown. I yeah, fancy name. Looks like some sort of a something French. <laughs> <laughs> the, the original crown had one major disadvantage, though. It would easily come off and get lost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not great. Uh, to honor the original looks and remain historically accurate, the new Sumerian will also feature the to, the Parmentier crown to make sure it won't fall off easily. We've improved the attachment system. Proof is in the pudding. Um, we're currently investigating the possibilities of adding a spare crown cap to every order or whether you can easily reorder a lost cap if necessary. Interesting. Yeah. Kind of Last weird. but not least, we will also <laughs> add a waterproofing barrier inside the winding crown, providing water resistance of at least 30 meters, even without the crown cap. Huh. This is so interesting. I, I, you know, I didn't I didn't see that. I was surprised because being a dive guy, I was like, oh, he's going to be all over this. <laughs> I legitimately didn't see that. Interesting. I got to find out what the reasoning for that was. Oh, okay. We'll have to come back to that. Yeah. But it comes in a, a really good size, 37 and a half. I mean, for a diver in this layout, it's, I think sweet. I think this will be a home run where wearability wise. And yeah, on a tropic, it's gonna be super comfy. I'd be curious to check this out. I I don't know how I'm gonna this do is, that. This is kind of up your alley, man. This it is. really it's, is it's up it's your alley. Size it's wise, design size wise. Yeah, this is very up my alley. I like very, it. So, so which one? Which which of the variations do you like better? Do you like the uh, the uh, the paintbrush second hand, or do you like the uh, the martini all second hand? As much as I like the paintbrush because it's unique, I think I'm going to go martini in this case because mm -hmm. just because of if you look at the the renderings, it just looks really good where it falls in relation to the indices. Yeah, and it's like right above it, kisses right above the top. Yeah, it's very vibrant. It it meshes with the dial very well. I think I'm going to go Martini Olive on this one. Okay, I like it. And I, I like really it. like the blue on blue, the blue loom on the blue dial. Okay, I yeah. see. It's pretty neat. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm torn. I'm like, had had the paintbrush secondhand been on the blue green dial or the ocean green dial, I don't know. That might be funky enough for me to want to own it, but I do like what you're saying. I love the proportionality of the, and it's got a, it's got a big lollipop. Yeah, it's big, the same. It's a big martini olive. Uh, it's not um, some little. No, uh, it's not. Uh, which I, I, which lollipop. I appreciate, but I love exactly what you're talking about, where it falls just above the indices, just above the the numerals. I think it's very cool. Certainly a very good design choice, and unlike the CQ, it doesn't have the Geo logo attached as a counterweight. It just has a little little teardrop right there yeah which is nice and yeah this isn't this isn't those cheap little lollipops you get in the the doctor's office of the barber this is like the the blow pop <laughs> this is a monster the the carnival the carnival swirl lollipops very much so very much so on to something i know you i'm before we even get to it i know you're going to be a big fan of this we've spoken about this before i want to say it was on an episode where we were talking either classic designs or funky designs that we like, and you had brought up this specific designer. 
Well, um, yeah. Elaine Silverstein is collabing <laughs> with Bell and Ross. Not something I thought I'd ever say, perhaps. Mm-mm. But very out of the blue, but pretty neat. I mean, these do look quite good. It's it's very much if you're into that design, this is it. Except that you're getting on three watches. Yep. So they have a club, a chrono, and a marine, diver. a diver. All very cool. So it's a, a bi- bipax chronograph, sort of a generic sport look, and then a diving watch. They all look really good. I personally really like the diver. Yeah, the diver's sick, man. The diver. The I think just sick. just the the boldness of all of the the accents and just the yeah. Elaine Silverstein design on that is very sporty and very aggressive here where it's usually kind of playful. And but I it like makes it. sense. I but like it a lot sense. of this in this format. It's, this to me is a masterclass of, of not only the, the, the incorporation of bold primary colors, which is what, you know, part of the Elaine Silverstein design is really sure. about, but two, it's a masterclass in the use of different type of iconography to make the hands and the things work together. You know, because the diver one specifically for me is my favorite, like yours, um, because you can quickly tell at any glance what time it is. Immediately. And immediately. And and again, you have the you have these large arrow hands because, again, when you're diving, the only thing that really matters is the minutes. So being able to quickly reference the minutes and you see that in red and it's in red with the bezel on the outside as well. There's kind of that that 20 minute counter on the bezel, which is also in red. It just makes a lot of visual sense. It's congruent, and it's easy to see how everything kind of lines up to draw your eye into certain aspects, right? Um, I love the fact that the 12 o'clock has a little yellow marker. Um, for, I noticed you see that. There. Yeah. It also has a yellow pip. So, again, you know, that ties into the second hand. Like, there's this little tiny nods of design that make this a very, very, very well thought out design. I love this Bell & Ross Diver the square circle diver that they came out with several years ago. I thought when they launched it, it was a very good design. And now it's even better for me because, you know, I'm a big Elaine Silberstein fan. This is a very cool watch. I, I, I can't say enough good things about this collection. It was certainly not at all what I would have ever expected to come out. No, but this is a hitter, man. This is a solid bona fide hitter. And they're using the BRO three case. So 42 by 42, very wearable. Mm-hmm. And again, man, how how have they not? How have we not linked up? Your your models are literally bro. Yep, I know, <laughs> I know. <sighs> but what Maybe I appreciate what Maybe I appreciate about this is that it's somehow aggressive but also subtle. Like yeah. I like that the only branding on it is just the ampersand. Yep, and in the, the circle. In the circle. That's it. Yep. Nothing else because it doesn't need to be anything. No, else. And, I mean, and that's the thing know. that's cool. Yeah, if you that's... know, you know. This is the ultimate. If you know, you know. Watch. And, and again. That's the power of his design as a designer. His iconography carries its own weight. He doesn't even need to have his name on it for you to know exactly who designed it. That is powerful messaging, my friend. And that's when you've become a master of your craft. When people can recognize your designs, your photography, your image, your likeness, whatever it is, whatever you do, if people can recognize it without you even being associated with it that's when you know that you have designed something that's truly transcendent and uh and is unique because it's your own image yeah you you've nothing achieved, else looks like this you've achieved goat status at that point absolutely absolutely 
for sure. And these every are, single one of these is going to be a very desirable watch. These are all limited. limited. Yep. Just FYI. So the club, yep. 200 pieces. The other two are 100 pieces. Yep. The club, 4,400 bucks. The other two divers, 5,600. Chrono, 6,700. Obviously, mm-hmm. a little more complicated, a little more moving parts. But, but there's I also a box think, set too, right? Yeah, I did see that. There's a box set of three. I I don't know what that would go for. Yeah, if they give you a price break, I, I would say probably <laughs> around twenty thousand or so. I mean, yeah. that would kind of make sense, right? Close to that, it would would be would be a good a good number for all of these. But again, any one of these, if you could get your hands on one, it very cool watch, very wearable. And these and actually still a normal watch, not a regular drop, like some of the other ones. These drop today. Yeah, the the day that this will be airing. At yeah. 9 a.m., this drops. So for all you commuters in your car at 8 o'clock, listening to this, and if you want one of these, you get a, get on the horn at 9. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's going to be available at grailwatch.com. And interestingly enough, numbers 1 through 50 will only be sold through the box set. Wow. Yeah. Another little wrinkle. Jeez. So... Yeah, I mean, look, I'm just going to say this. I will never be able to own one of these watches. So kudos to all of you out there who are able to snag your snag one of these pieces, whether they're all three in the set or each one or one individually. Good luck to you guys, and congratulations for all of you future owners out there because this is truly a very cool watch. Now this this very, is very a cool this is a meetup watch for me. If you got oh my one God. of these, are you, are you kidding? this is the old, this is the meetup watch that I would not let people use. <laughs> you no, know, this is the one you like, wear. This is the one you uh, wear to the meetup and yeah. just to show your chops. Oh. And that's and that's when you know like you are a beast. Like and for every pro not, with a it may sub not be the most and an expensive. explorer. Yeah. This this is trying it may not be the most expensive, right? It's not a paddock. It's not a Vacheron. It's not an AP. You know, some of the stuff that people, you know, perpetual calendar, torpid, whatever. It's not that. But this is a watch that is low key impressive. And that how people often, are going to want to see. How often can you flex Bell and Ross on someone and have them be like, oh, damn? I mean, yeah. Like, this is a watch. This is, this is, this is a watch collector watch collectors watch you know what i mean like it, it's because you know we've talked about this before like you have your your casual guys in it and then you have your watch collector and then you have kind of like the watch collector that collects all the stuff that everyone tells them to collect this is so much the antithesis of that and for me this is a unique model because it's so funky and it's different and p- some people are going to look at this and say this is the dumbest looking watch i've ever seen yeah well you know what it's not for you because you haven't achieved enlightenment yet <laughs> Have, you haven't gotten you haven't there. Seen the light. You haven't. I mean, come on. This is not a watch for everybody, but it was never intended to be for everybody. Yeah, you, that's you the beauty what, of his design. You know what's funny about this watch is we always talk about watches and pricing and stuff. You know, at forty four hundred, I don't know if I'm running out to get it. I it, this watch, I'm in the opposite camp of. If I had forty four hundred, I would be, I would be a uh, fry. Philip Fry one one hundred percent. Shut up and take my money. One hundred percent. I had it lying around. Oh. If I had enough money, I'd just buy one for both you and I and just be like, done with it. We both get divers and we're done. You I just know, buy like, the box set. We'll just rotate. Jeez. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. And if any of you listeners get one out there and you would love to send to your boys at Rich Cheese Radio, just to just to see it. We'll send it right back. I promise. We'll insure it. It's fine. <laughs> but just to see it. Uh, it would be awesome. 
Odds is something a little less quirky, but still pretty cool. A little bit out there. Uh, Yema, a brand we've yep. talked about a little bit on here. French brand. Another uh, heritage brand that was uh, from the past. <laughs> yeah. Uh, has the Navy Graph. It's a chronograph. It's so the UTC has the 12 hour bezel. Is that right? Yes. UTC okay. has 12 hour bezel. So it comes UTC and non UTC, non UTC doesn't have 12 hour bezel, but it's a, a chronograph. You get it in the sort of 12, nine, six configuration Yep, for your tri compacts. Uh, pretty standard Yama. If you know anything about Yama, they, they make sort of the medium sized watches. They don't really go above this is sort of the higher end of, 40 millimeters for them. A lot of their stuff is like 37, 38, 39. Yeah. yeah. Very wearable stuff. Uh, this one is 14 mils thick because it has a Baju 7750 in it. So it's not a thinny, but it's not horrible for a chronograph. No. Um, really nice looking watch overall. I mean, the UTC has sort of this uh, Pittsburgh Steelers black and yellow situation going on. No, no, bro. It's, it's with Khalifa. Let's, let's, not, I mean, <laughs> let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> black and yellow, black and yellow. So, it has this this black, yellow, and white situation, very um Tudor North flaggy kind of. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a good way to put it. So if it. you like that watch look and you don't really love things like their powers or and stuff, this watch <laughs> might be up your alley. Yeah. Yeah. Especially given the price point too. You know, it's a it's a very, very, very affordable watch, relatively speaking. Uh on the bracelet, coincidentally, we were looking this up on the website. On the bracelet, both the regular version and the UTC chrono. Now keep in mind. The UTC does not have a GMT feature at all. It just has a no. 12-hour bezel. Um, the Both of those versions are $1,949 US. The same watch on the rubber strap for both references is slightly more expensive at $1,990. I've never seen that happen before. Where it's got to be a mix-up, right? Where bracelet is more expensive than the rubber strap. But hey, you know, maybe this is like the God's rubber strap or something. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, but very cool watch either way. I mean, it's just cool. Yama's a cool brand. They, they're, again, one of those zombie brands, like so many that we've talked about, that kind of get resurrected and brought back to life. You know, a lot of them didn't survive quartz crisis and things like that. So it's cool to see them kind of dive back into their roots produce some 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 rift designs and 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 recreate some new stuff for for the future uh and they're obviously doing it here so i i i applaud them for that it's a cool it's a cool looking watch yeah the non-utc is a little more conventional and clean the utc is is, is a little more aggressive it almost reminds me of like uh watches that you'd see in conjunction with like motor motorsports like motorcycles and things like Mm -hmm. that i really my, my favorite part about it is the they're running seconds at nine o'clock. Yeah, it's got sort of an aggressive. I guess it looks like a like a petrol head type second hand, and the running seconds too. It's got a little bit of that like speedometer vibe to it, sort of yeah. like a, like Autodroma almost a little bit. Oh yeah, you that's, know I that's what I'm getting. About that. Yeah, you're I'm getting right, that Autodroma right. vibe, which is obviously a, a vibe I like. If you know anything about me. <laughs> no, it's cool, and and both of them both of them are very different in their design. Like overall, the case and everything's the same, but with the with the Navy Graph, the standard version, you get a blue dial with a blue bezel. It's going to have a, a a countdown bezel on it. It's going to have kind of a a blue dial with a white panda sub dial look. And the other one, the Chrono UTC, 
is this like aggressive yellow and black and white color scheme. It's very evocative of racing, motorsport, kind of speed yeah. overall, even though it is kind of diver-esque in a way. And I think a lot of a lot of Yama's watches are kind of designed to be that aviation, diving, sailing type motif. Well, yeah, if it's the Navy graph, that would make a lot of sense. Exactly, right? So, but this one, like the sub dials are more of like a ghosted gray color, it looks yeah. like. So they're less pronounced. The the what you see is more pronounced as the actual yellow on the hands themselves. But very, very good looking watch. Both versions. I would I would be happy to own either one. And it's a day date. Um, they indicate too on the website that you might be able to choose whatever language you would like for oh. your uh for your um day indication on the seventy seven fifty. So that might be an option for you. Very neat. I'm always down for like a little quirky choice of sorts. Yeah, give me a Spanish day, baby. Let's roll. <laughs> All right. In similar fashion, I won't go too far off the reservation with the next one. A brand I, I admittedly do not know much about. I don't have any experience with them. <laughs> but me either. <laughs> again, they, they're right in the in the same fold with the, a lot of these brands that we've been talking about that have sort of come full circle. They've come around where they were around. They were big. They were a name. They disappeared. They're back. They've been, you know, re-energized. Le Jour um, has this watch called the, I want to say it's Del Mare because... That's Italian for basically of the sea. Um, oh, okay. All right. Well, it's either that or it's Del Mare, but Del Mare sounds more, uh, you know, official. <laughs> oh, sounds nice. I like that. Del Mare. <laughs> and it's cool because the case back actually has a motif of the ocean. Yes. So that's where I I, 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 I tried to connect the dots a little bit before yeah, I came into sense. this. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. I like it. I like it. I'm here for it. Yeah, 41 mils by 13, so good size, 22 millimeters on the lug width, but the lugs are integrated. It's an integrated Jubilee, and if you're into the sort of the Timex QK shape, it's a similar look to that. That's a great way to put it, and that's absolutely true. Yeah, for sure. Where you get the sort of sloped lug, but there's there's no cutout. It's integrated straight into the case. I mean, I know the Q has sort of just like a hidden spring bar, yeah, where this is not that this is integrated here, um, but it's it it's a cool looking watch. You get some some neat colorways. Uh, Salita movement, eight fifty, not bad. You can you know for a watch we always talk about like prices relative to watches. You know, eight fifty nine hundred is sort of the new Seiko range. So like yeah. I, I again, I don't really know where the industry is going. It always seems like it's getting more expensive, and that we're putting out sort of the affordables are now in the 500 range. Yep. Right. Yep. Where before they were like the 200 range. So mm-hmm. I I think things across the board are more expensive nowadays, but 850 for a watch is not terrible. No, especially not for a Swiss made watch. Right. So, you know, and you get some neat colorways. You get like a, you can get like a green with an orange second hand, sort of like a turquoisey blue almost. Uh, I think there's some bronze casework on some of these. Yeah, some of them will have like a bronze uh, um, bezel in, like bezel in. No, I'm sorry, not insert, but bezel ring. Yes, that's, the insert that's will exactly be normal. Right. It looks like it's ceramic as well, and then the crown will be kind of like a a bronze material as well. It look kind of looks almost like a two tone. 
if you will, but nothing, nothing in the bracelet itself. And you mentioned too that the bracelet was fully integrated. I think this one's actually not, bro. I'm looking at the photos. Oh, I didn't see the back. You're right. It does it does have a, a recessed portion for a spring bar, so it looks like you can actually swap straps on this one, which would be cool. So maybe be able to put it on a rubber. Looks like the lug width is 22 mil on this one. So. Yeah, I got I got fooled by the end link because it yeah. goes under the it goes the lug under there. The, yep. Yeah. It looked integrated. It's not integrated. So I mean, that's better off for the the strap folks out there. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's essentially just like a like a Timex like Q. a Timex Q. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is yeah. cool. I'm here for it. It's I very cool. And again, that. at eight fifty, you know, it's not a bad design. It's unique. Um, it's very skin divery as well, like seventies eighties design, but it looks cool. And you know, price points are great, and you have like you said, plenty of color options. Uh, from this brand so and they do other stuff too there's other divers that they have there's chronograph they do some other things too as well um so they have a few different models in their range um in addition to this so go give them a check out and we might find something that's interesting and worth giving a shot yeah these these guys are in a, a handful of brands that i've seen a lot of times i kind of know what you're getting but i don't know anything about them and I, i've just <laughs> never I've never had any interaction with one of them. I've never, you know, ran into them at, at a, a uh, meetup or, or even a, a show like a, a watch fair or anything. Yeah. It's just, you, you know, there's a, there's a part of this hobby that's almost exclusively online now. And I, I think that's like kind of where this is. Yeah. It's almost like, uh, like Smith's, you know, like the yeah. time factor guys, yes. like, you know, they're there. They sell exclusively. Yeah, online, I know what you do. Like... I just don't know anything about you. <laughs> I've never seen your products in person, you know, but people own them. I see them on the forums and stuff. So people are obviously buying your stuff. You just don't, uh, don't really see them in person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving along. Uh, Mont Blanc, a company a lot of people know is a pen company. <laughs> company who had some beefs with beef with in the past. Uh, they put out a new watch and, this is uh, very evocative of this is like Mont Blanc meets Grand Seiko. Yes, <laughs> that's a that's a that's a good way to that's a good way to put it. <laughs> so it's the the icy Minya Minya Coca. Is that right? I think Minyakanka. it's Minya Conca. Minya Conca. Apparently, it's the largest mountain in Sichuan, China. So. There you go. It's a limited edition model. It's very, very Grand Seiko. It's it's very Grand Seiko. Not only in like it's like what it's referencing, but also in its dial work because it has like a frozen, what they call a glacier dial. This one happens to be in red. They did a few of these, I think, last year where they introduced like a blue and a green colorway. Overall, the diver looks really nice. Like the 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 actual design of the watch is very cool. I don't like that they put the referencing thing on the dial. They did that on the other versions too. I don't like that, but everything else seems pretty straightforward. It looks nice and it looks like it has a very cool um, uh, rubber strap that's integrated that has quick release pins on it. And it has some of that kind of like Rolex Oyster Flex breathability wings underneath it. For those of you who may know what I'm talking about. It's got that kind of patterning on it. So, well, yeah, if you own a high end rubber, nice. whether it's something like you said, like an Oyster Flex or um, one of those, like Horus, I think makes those sort of. Yeah, there's a couple of FKM guys that do yeah. like the, the winged vented rubber. 
but it's yeah. got yeah so this has the the dial color is really cool i saw uh i saw a squale with a similar coloring the other day and i was like oh it's kind of neat but it's just uh it's a it's a good contrasting colorway um you don't get it a lot so if you're into red yeah I, I, you know, red for a watch is very aggressive. I don't know a lot of people that are into it because, you know, it's, it's, it, it takes all the subtlety right out of the watch. And especially <laughs> when you're, you have a red texture dial, it's a little more out there and aggressive, even beyond what it usually is. Yeah. But I think you're right. I, I, I don't know if I love this sort of secondary branding on the dial. It kind of clutters it a little bit for me. But I guess it's kind of plain overall as far as the layout. So you might be able to get away with it. Mm-hmm, I'm curious mm-hmm. about this case back. I don't. Did you see this case back? It's got like a picture of a mountain on it. It is this bead blasted on or something? No, I, so it's textured. So it's textured. So, um, according to the description that I read uh, on some of the blogs that were covering this, essentially this is done through a laser treatment. And I know Omega has done this in the past as well, where they basically use a technology called laser ablation, and essentially it's laser carving into metal. Right now, what's unique about laser ablation is you can also change the temperatures of the laser itself. So not only can the lasers carve the material, but as it's carving, it can actually color the material as well in almost like a bluing method. Just using just using high tech materials instead of traditional hand bluing, like with an artisan, it's a you know computerized vector where a laser does it, but it's doing it scientifically right and precisely so with that you can create images that you want to see so in this case you have the mountain the minyakonka mountain you know of Sichuan, china on the back and it's laser engraved into the material but in its engraving it's also colored as well yeah and this is a this is a 285 piece le yeah if you guys are curious about omega where they've used that the world timer is is one of the biggest ones that they've done recently because the world map is actually done in the same process. Oh, I think we did talk about that one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two hundred eighty five piece LE comes in around four thousand ish dollars, forty one millimeters by thirteen. And did you say that this movement is a sort of a Salida? Yeah. So they list it as a as the caliber MB twenty four point one seven, but on the website it's slash sw 200 so, ah. so there's your there's your fancy branding at work there it's basically how an very, sw 200 how very portnoy of them <laughs> oh god don't even get me started on brick it's only gotten progressively worse since we've yeah, talked dude, about well, it well he, he had a, i think he i think he was on with the uh, roman and the guys at luxury bazaar recently yeah. i didn't i didn't watch the video i just hey, saw look, man those guys gotta chase the clout train i guess i'm like yeah. how, like how much did he pay you bro like to, to, to talk about it. I'm life. curious. He was actually, he was also on, Um, you know, it was interesting. I saw he, he also did Rogan recently. Yes. And I'm curious with Rogan being a watch dude, if it comes up. Oh God. And it's funny because yeah. I saw, I looked at the picture and in the picture, I was trying to make it out. I I think Rogan's wearing a, I think it's a Seamaster in the picture I saw. Rogan, Rogan, honestly, if you look at a lot of his photos, like recently, they're all, they're all Omegas. Like he's done several of his like ice like his famous ice dips, where he, where he goes into the ice bath on his on his YouTube page or, or not YouTube page but Instagram page. A lot of times he's actually wearing the No Time to Die diver, which is very cool. That's what it looked like. That's what I thought yeah. he was wearing. Yeah, 
yeah he, a lot of times that's one of the ones that he watches that that uh that uh that he owns and he and i know that for a fact because a buddy of mine that's in the industry in texas um actually sold him that watch so i know for a fact he has it which is very cool but yeah he's uh he's a big old omega collector these days I mean, you saw the, did you ever see the episode where he gave away a Speedmaster? I did not. Yeah. So he was, uh, he was interviewing, um, Lex Friedman, who's another big, I know who that is, podcaster. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're like really good friends. And he's obviously much more of like a sciencey guy, you know, engineering type guy. And on one of the podcasts before he moved off of, or maybe just after he moved off of YouTube into Spotify exclusively, um, he did this interview with Lex. And basically, Lex Friedman had a had like a Samsung gear or some type of smartwatch, right? And so the conversation comes up kind of organically, and, and Joe's kind of like, So, like, what do you use this watch for? And he's like, Well, you know, I measure my steps and all this stuff. And Joe basically tells him to take that stupid watch off. Now he uses more colorful language than that. But he's like, take that stupid watch off and put this one on. And he literally gives him an Omega Speedmaster moon phase. Yeah. Like the, the master chronometer moon phase that came out I, it's like 2016 or 2017, somewhere around there. And he's like, I want you to have this watch. This is my favorite watch of everything wow. that I own. And he goes into this whole spiel about the moon phase and, and how it's like, you know, for him, which I've never heard of ever described this way before, but basically like whenever he can see his, his moon phase at full moon, he knows he can step outside on his deck and he can see the stars because there'll be no light pollution in the sky, which I was like, I've never heard anybody describe a moon phase application like that, but it's kind of very romantic. Well, you know, we've always been looking for the modern use for it. And now we have it. Yeah. So you know <laughs> when, to, when, to, when to look at the stars, which I thought was very cool. So it, if you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's so cool. And even still to this day, you can find photos of Lex Friedman wearing that watch because Joe Rogan officially gave it to him. That's neat, man. Imagine having a story like that. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so cool. Like, and he's like, he's like, Joe, you can't have this watch back because you just told everyone on air it's mine. He goes, no, 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 I'll just get another one. He's like, I want you to, ha I want you to have my watch. And so, yeah, he has it now, which is so cool. Yeah, he's made enough dough off the spot Spotify deal. He can, he can get another. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. So nice, nice tangent there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, rounding out, got a couple left. Uh, another brand I've seen a ton of. I'm intrigued by the design. I don't know anything about them at all. Serica. Yeah. I didn't even know the brand name because they don't really even put it on the watch much. <laughs> no, their stuff is basically like sterile. It's pretty sterile. It's it's a little bit like Unimatic yep. for me, which is another yep. brand that I, I've I've kind of, I like the design. It's a little out there. It's a little different, which which is good, right? We always mm -hmm. talk about how variety is nice. Um, Serica is a little. Serica is almost like Unimatic meets Nevada. Ooh, right. That's that's a the really vibe good I get. Way to, that is the to, vibe to, I get. Classified. No, I think that that's that's spot on, man. That's really spot on. Because you get sort of the aggressive handsets and and sort of the the vintage loom plots and things like that. And yeah, this one is is a really cool one for me. It's the GMT they just came out with. Yeah, the year the of the GMT. 8315 right? GMT <laughs> Chronometra. <laughs> Chronometra. Uh, so you got 
GMT bezel, black on the top, white on the bottom. The colors uh, flip-flop for contrast uh, for the numbering on them. And then inside, you've got sort of a – it's either – I can't tell if it's a creamy or sort of a greenish loom, but either way, it's, it's got a little bit of a vintage kick to it, but not like that yeah, really yeah. obnoxious look. And it's got a, a, a true lollipop second, and it's red in the lollipop. Yeah. So hyper-legible. It's just a neat looking watch, and I don't know what would you call this chapter ring. It, it's kind of unique looking. It's it's not really like a lot of watches. Yeah, I don't because you have you have some of the markers kind of going in in front, like towards the center of the dial. Then you have stuff that's kind of pointing outward. Yeah, it it reminds me. It's like it's almost, it reminds me of a sniper rifle for some reason. <laughs> to be honest, like the scope, <laughs> sniper scope. But you I, know, I I didn't think about that, but I can totally see it. Yeah. Huh. It's just neat. It's got a lot of little quirks, like the like the two, yeah. the two dots above the twelve. The the indices are kind of well. It's it it's scrunched so, it's, in. Yeah, it's so representative of like when when you look at this, you know it's its own design, right? Like it, it like there's not another watch that I see that looks like this, but there's so many different riffs from so many different watches. Like you said, Nevada, like that is straight up the Nevada Grunchen handset. For sure. But then you look at the GMT hand, it's like a long stick with a red circle. It almost reminds me of like a like an old school train crossing, right? Like it used yes. to come down or like a stop sign. You know, it's kind of like that. Then, like you said, you know, you have these two little loom plots on either side of the of the 12 o'clock. It almost looks like the Speedmaster loom plots, right? But you don't have the long rectangle, you know, shaft portion of the, of the Speedmaster dial. Like, so there's a lot of little nods here. You know, I love how drawn in the hour markers are, you know, like to the center of the dial, which is very unusual. You don't and it plays well with the, the the kind of stout hour hand. Yeah, it just it it makes again, it makes visual sense, right? Yes. But I I like what you said. It kind of does remind me of like the 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 graduations in, in a rifle scope. That's not a bad way to, to describe it. That that's actually a very cool way to describe it. And it is a chronometer. They use a so prod movement, so similar to Zodiac. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the neatest thing about this watch is you can order it Destro. Yes, you can. Now, you're not going to get the Rolex flip-flop 9 o'clock, 3 o'clock date because this doesn't have one. So maybe it'll be a little less obnoxious than that. But you can order it Destro. Although I guess they'll flip the case over, more or less. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you can have it on the other side. So if you, if you don't have a Destro, you want to own one now that we have you know, popularized Destros a little more beyond Panerai and just the usual suspects who offer them. Um, yeah, you can get one here and it's kind of a neat package and you get a little Panda vibe with it. And also, again, I, I don't really know where to place this watch. It's, it's, it's got, it's a GMT. It's got kind of the Nevada explorer thing, but then it's also got that, that second hand is very, like you said, train, transport like i'm getting um like railmaster i'm getting like mondane yeah so i don't know so it's kind of it's kind of all over but it's got a pretty cool textured leather strap and it's a it's a it's a very handsome watch i'll say that okay. much i i don't know again i don't really know much about this but it comes in at a really good size too 39 by 12.3 yeah and lug to lug is 46.5 lugs so, are 20 mil very wearable I, yeah this, again this is another watch it's just like your your dream specs and 200 you know? meter yeah and it has and it has an eight millimeter crown like it's got like an old school 
Rolex style big crown. Yeah, you know, it's like it, it is big, it's, it's very big cool. crown. I mean, all of their watches. Like I've been following Serica uh, for a while. Their first model, I believe, was their field watch, which was a very kind of Spartan, very simple designed timepiece. And and basically, they came out on like the uh, they they had some version with like Cali dials, but they had um, that kind of Bond clip style uh, uh, bracelet, like what we see with uh, with with Forstner, right? They had that kind of like adjustable vintagey like 30s 40s style bracelet and then from there they moved into the diver which is probably my favorite version which you know no surprise there i'm a big dive watch <laughs> fan but uh their diver is very very cool it has this unique mesh bracelet it has it's it's integrated all the way into the case but it has these like hinged lug portions that kind of allow the case to flex up and down it's a very, very cool watch. And what's unique about the diver version is the bezel actually has a way to track both the hours and the minutes. So you can use it as an elapsed timer for the diving time for minutes, but you also have a reference quickly for the hours as well on a 12-hour scale, which, again, it's just it's a simple design tweak, but it makes all the sense in the world. Um, and they have some very, very cool colorways. So shout-outs to these guys because they're, they're doing some great stuff for sure. Yeah, we always appreciate people who do sort of unique and off the beaten path things because we you know, we like a little variety, right? Varieties, yeah. spice of life. Absolutely. Last but not least, um, and this is either an extremely relevant or completely irrelevant watch, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, AP dropped a set of flying tourbillons. They're pretty cool looking. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Royal Oak. I like the design. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. Again, we I'm I'm never gonna own one. It is what it is. Yep. <laughs> but these are kind of neat. They've got what do you call this? A golf ball dial? I mean that that's kind of what I've heard people describe it as. Because it's got right, it's these kind of like deep pits, you know, it looks like it's or like it almost like it looks like hammered cookware, you know, like that kind of like that's what hammering. I was thinking of, sort of that hammered metal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I mean it they're very beautiful watches for sure. Um, but you know, it's, it's a design that's been used before as well. I saw somebody post, a um, a, a depiction of this and they're like, Hey, look, it's cool. But you know, this dial texture has been used before and Omega Omega did it, uh, back in the fifties on the Seamaster collection, because they actually had a version called the golf dial. And it has the same type of like hammered, you know, pivot, you know, I'm not sorry, pivot, but divot look to it. Um, but otherwise an extremely attractive dial. Very cool. And you get the great dimensions, 41 by 10.6. Um, these specifically have, I don't know if you noticed, there's a treatment on the bezel. Uh, I don't think I it's, did. It's sort of like, a. again, I can't tell if it's blasted or what, but there's definitely a texturing around the screws on the bezel. Oh, it's, it's the frosted gold. It's yeah. frosted gold. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So kind of neat. That's That is different. Right, a little something. That's the first time AP's done that, I think. I wouldn't know. So, (laughs) I think it's the first time that they've done it on a non-frosted gold model because they did the frosted gold before, but it was like the entirety of the case and the bracelet. But this one has the traditional satin brushing with the high polished bevels, but the bezel itself has the frosted gold finish. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, and. yeah, aside from that, the, I like the, the description. Availab- availability. 
very limited quantities, not officially communicated. Price <laughs> upon request, parentheses, yeah. about two, uh, 200,000 euro. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But I, I'm, I'm a fan of these watches. I like the way they look. I'm a big fan of the Royal Oak design. I just, I, I'm a realist, and I realize this is not in the cards. So I will yeah. appreciate from afar, and that'll be that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, right now for both you and I, the Bell and Ross isn't even in the cards. <laughs> like, yeah, so uh, we're definitely not uh, running out to buy this guy either. But you know what? Gotta give respect for respect is due. It's a cool watch. It's a cool dial, and uh, I like the, I like the look of the bezel. So there you go. Yeah. But if there's one thing, if there's one thing I took away from from this bunch of drops, it's that I need to research some of these brands a little more. Like I again, Serica, Arane, Lejure. I know we were talking before. Uh, I don't know if you pronounce it pronounce it Laventure or Laventura or whatever. Yeah, um, I think it's Laventure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, heck, even like I since getting into the hobby, I've only known Squale as the brand that TGV likes or TVG likes. Yeah. TGV. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I don't have any experience with them. I obviously know what their watches look like. They're kind of, they're, they're pretty class classic looking, but like, I, I don't, I don't know anything about them. I've never, I've never dug into them. So I, I feel like I need to, to do that or maybe we'll do that for an episode or something one time because, you know, you know, it's, you know I have a Squale, right? I do. I do. You did okay. tell me that. Yeah, you didn't tell me that. And you send me their picks from time to time, and I'm like, I, I don't know, I don't know anything about these people. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, man. We were we were talking about Serica, and already they're on my Instagram. So oh no, you got targeted, bro. I did. I targeted. What are you gonna do? My fault. It's okay. I like looking at their watches anyway. Yeah, it's that's it. They, you could do worse than that. <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. You could do worse than that when you when you work with um teenagers and they be they they use that that fun lingo that they use and then you get like you know teeny bopper influencer stuff pop up because you know you're always getting tracked i'm like ah the microphone they got me yep they got us <laughs> but yeah so that that might be a cool thing maybe we'll check maybe we'll do a a brands we we don't know anything or brands that we're unfamiliar with episode or something i don't know but for the future um yeah but well, that's something I, I I kind of realized in in passing on this one. But um, yeah, so far so good. Twenty twenty three dropping a lot of heat, dropping a lot of watches. Great. Um, again, I'm looking forward to sort of getting back in the mix a little more, and especially leading up to March when we're going to be seeing a lot of more stuff. And uh, yeah, aside from that, I think episode sixty three is in the books. Schmidt, you got anything else for us? No, last thing I'll say is like if, if anybody out there does have experience with some of these brands we talked about and you guys own them in your collection, just drop us a line and tell us what you think. Um, you know, sometimes it's you know, for us we can see stuff online and, and, and talk about it, but you know, we don't always get firsthand experience with a lot of this a lot of these products. So if you do have something in your collection you wanna you wanna share with us that's uh, something we talked about and mentioned, let us know. For sure. Let us know your thoughts. All right. With that, we can take this one out. Schmitty. Till next week, be good, bro. Take care. Later.